Shalom guys, this is Justice and welcome to this episode of my podcast. The name of my podcast is How I Met. Currently I'm being told I'm on Spotify so if you are on Spotify you can search for Emmet and you get results. Just tap on it and listen to this podcast. Well, last in our last, last episode we looked at the Jewish calendar and i've been getting requests and feedback from various listeners and the feedback was positive and they demanded well yeah they demanded that i should do a series on the alphabets the alphabets by the way are the building blocks of hebrew just as english has its own building blocks known as the alphabets yes english we call it the alphabets hebrews version is the alphabet so we are going to look at it so for the next at for the next 22 episodes at least we are going to look into the alphabets and bring out mysteries and unravel mysteries and we are going we are going to explore the secret world of hebrew and break codes and go mystical i know i have friends who love mystical knowledge so in these episodes in this series of episodes we are going to go a little mystical not just historical and and being too simple and in the background is a song i love so much new wine by hillsong worship that's brooke Shh, don't tell her i seem to have a crush on her please don't tell brooke so yeah let's begin so what are the alphabets or let's begin with hebrew a little history on hebrew well to know a little bit of history of about hebrew you need to talk to rabbis you need to listen to what they have to say concerning their language or as they would like to call it leshon hakodesh which means the holy language According to them, Hebrew is the oldest language. Yes, that is what the rabbis say. But if you try googling the oldest language, you would get other results. Jehovah's Witnesses would also tell you Aramaic is the oldest language. At times I try debating, but well, it's not worth it. But this is what the rabbis have to say concerning the holy language or Lashon Kodesh. They say that Hebrew is the oldest language in the world and that the building blocks of of the heavens and the earth okay is hebrew is the alphabet or are the alphabets let me put it that way they say or if you read the torah here let's limit the torah to the first five books of moses or yes let's or the pentateuch for this episode particularly let's limit torah i know torah is bigger than the first five books of moses yes i know but for this episode of for this episode let's limit ourselves to to the fact that torah is the first five books of moses i know torah is bigger than the first five books of moses but for this particular podcast let's just limit ourselves to that so the first verse in the torah in hebrew reads verse two goes like Vehaaret haitato huvavohu, on and on and on and on and on. Verse three, 
value Mary Elohim, yeah, he or on and on and on. But let's limit ourselves to the first verse. In the first verse, it says, Bereshit bara Elohim et hashamayim ve'et ha'aret. The first four words, Bereshit bara Elohim et, translates as, in the beginning, God created et. But et is never translated because it's a pointer. It points to the direct object. In this case, the direct object to, the direct object is, the heavens or Hashemayim. Et is never translated. So, in one mystical book known as the Zohar, the Zohar is one of the prime books of Jewish mysticism. It explains, the mystics explain that Bereshit bara Elohim et Hashemayim. Bereshit bara Elohim et, meaning in the beginning God created et actually means well let me put it this way et is spelled aleph and tav we would go there but this is just an intro et is spelled aleph and tav aleph is the first letter of hebrew tav is the last the 22nd by the way they say that in the beginning god created it and they go on to explain what et is and they say that et is the word of god that is all the letters of hebrew so it's more or less like saying in the beginning god created all the alphabets from aleph from aleph to tav which is the word of god and if you are more messianic you would know here messianic means you believe jesus is the messiah okay if you are more messianic you know what the word of god is because in John, in John's Gospel, Yohanan 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that Word, as we continue to read in the New Testament, or in the Brit Harasha, is Jesus, is Mashiach, is the Christ. He is the Word of God. And we will go on to read in Revelation chapter 1 verse 8. I stand corrected. It says, I am the Alpha and Omega. Remember that the Bible was scribed as we know by Jewish men and their first language was definitely Hebrew. Even though they may have written they may have written things in Greek, they still had a Jewish mindset, they still had their roots in mind. So in his in his mind he was saying something like in the beginning or he is the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha is the first greek alphabet omega is the last so in his mind he was describing something like he is the aleph and the tav and you mentioning the aleph and the tav in rabbinical circles will trigger a lot of debate and will bring out a lot of comments well positive comments not negative ones and speaking of the word of god the if 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 you read a targum a targum by the way is commentary okay oral tradition oral sorry let me put it this way it's the tar a targum is the aramaic translation of 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 the torah with commentaries with rabbinical commentaries if you read a targum you will notice something something we are not told okay we are not told 
even in Christendom, of a concept the rabbis know and are aware of, known as the Word of God. If you read a Targum, you would know, you would identify a being known as the Word of God who does everything God does. It's, it's as if God has delegated his power to this Word of God and has asked him to do things. So if you read a Targum, you would know that actually the Torah Moses received on Sinai was given to him by the Word of God. And in the Targum, the Word of God is known as the Memra. The Memra. It's found all over the Targum. The Word of God, the Word of God. There is the Father himself, okay? There is the Father, Yud Hivavhi. That is undeniable. And there is the Memra. The Memra is a subject even rabbis shan to talk, especially the orthodox ones. The few ones who are open to talk about it are the the messianic ones, those in Christ. And by the way, the song in the background is Baruch Haba Besham Adonai by Paul Wilba. You should try it out. It's a very, very powerful song. Baruch Haba Besham Adonai is in Tehillim 118, Psalms 118 down there. It means blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus, we made reference to it in Matthew. And I think in Luke, I'm not so sure. Yes, you will not see me until you say to me, Baruch Haba Bishem Adonai. Yes, that's just by the way. So let's get back to our Memra. The Memra was said to have given the Torah to Moses in, on Sinai and did other things. Like communicating with Jacob. Yes, that is what rabbinical commentary, according to the Targum, says. It's just by the way, and it's food for thought. So, Hebrew. Hebrew as a language was spoken by the Jewish people as, as, as their main language, okay? But it seems to be their main language after, after they were conquered and exiled into Babylon. In Babylon they took on in Babylon they took on Aramaic. Aramaic is a sister language of Hebrew. Before they went to before they were sent to Babylon, Hebrew then was a picture language. Not a picture language as in hieroglyphics, but a picture language where a word is a composition of pictures. Not hieroglyphics please hieroglyphics as in when i say hieroglyphics you should know hieroglyphics from egyptian culture if you love history that is like i do <laughs> hebrew was a picture language and each word had was composed of pictures and a letter in itself was a word and in the word are words that is hebrew that's how deep hebrew gets so when they were exiled into Babylon after the destruction of the first temple, they adopted Aramaic and it's and it is from Aramaic that we get the present day Hebrew font, how Hebrew is written. So all of that, including the names of the months, were adopted in Babylon through Aramaic. And well, Hebrew didn't cease to exist, okay? Hebrew became a language for liturgy and education it's like how i was raised in the ashanti region good 
it's like how being raised in the Ashanti region, I was taught I spoke tree. I used tree for everything, but for school. But for school, where we spoke English, where we were taught in English. That was how Hebrew and Aramaic were back in the day. Aramaic in Babylon was the day-to-day language. Whilst Hebrew was used for liturgical purposes, for prayer and for studying Torah. That was what Hebrew was used for. So this went on and on and on. And when the Jewish people became was, were ruled by the Romans, even the Greeks, they started adopting other languages into their culture, including Greek. But Hebrew was still used only for liturgical and educational purposes. This continued till even after the destruction of the Second Temple in AD 70. And when they were scattered all around the world, they still used Hebrew for liturgical purposes. But it being spoken as the primary dialect, as the primary language of the Jewish people, was, wasn't existent. The Sephardim spoke Spanish. The Ashkenazi spoke probably Russian. Some spoke German. Some spoke Polish. But Hebrew was so used for liturgical purposes. Until a man named Eliezer ben Yehuda in the late 19th century decided to restore Hebrew to its former glory as the main written language and spoken language of the Jewish people. His dream was realized after his death when in 1922 a volume, a 17-volume set of the complete dictionary of ancient and modern Hebrew was completed. And if you care to know, Hebrew has no swear words. If there are swear words, they have been transliterated from English into Hebrew. That is how pure Hebrew is. It's the holy language. That is an interesting fact to know. That is a little bit of history. Yes, just a little bit. For time, for time's sake, this is just a little. I've already spoken about the Aleph Tav, a bit of it. In other episodes, you go deep into the Aleph Tav. And maybe after this series, I may talk about the Memra. It's Memra. (laughs) Yes, I may talk about the Memra. So, Hebrew... The alphabet, like I said, every language has its every language has its building blocks. English has its building blocks, being the alphabets which we which we learnt in school, in KGBS, in kindergarten. Hebrew has its own, and the Hebrew alphabets. I'm going to mention them. You can listen to the podcast over and over and over and over and over and over again, or you can text me via WhatsApp with my. Uh, you can text me through my number via WhatsApp. Uh, my number is plus two three three two four zero four one seven zero one zero. You can text me or probably send me an email, just j u s f o n eight at gmail dot com. If you want, if you want to know how the alphabets are shaped presently and how they were shaped in the past, you can hook, you can text me. Uh, or email me to know more by the way let, let's proceed there are 22 alphabets and i'm going to mention them and each alphabet has a numerical value that is how special hebrew is 
all the alphabets have numerical values but the values are arranged in an order so i'll mention each alphabet and say its corresponding value the first is aleph aleph has a numerical value of one second bet numerical value two third gimel numerical value three fourth dalet numerical value four the fifth is hey numerical value five the sixth is vav numerical value six the seventh is zion numerical value seven the eighth is het het it's pronounced from the gut so if you can't pronounce words from your gut you can say het no one would arrest you for that but it's it's pronounced from the gut het 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 and the ninth is tet numerical value nine and the tenth is yud some say yod we are also excused <laughs> the tenth is yud numerical value 10 the eleventh is calf and the calf has two shapes if you text me via whatsapp or email me i'll show you how they are shaped and when and how to use them and calf has a numerical value of 20 yes so from 10 you jump to 20 and the twelfth is lamed and fyi lamed is the tallest of all alphabets the twelfth is lamed and lamed has a numerical value of 30 you guessed right and the thirteenth which is my personal favorite is mem and mem has a numerical value of 40 the next is nun nun has a numerical value of 50 the next is samach a numerical value of 60 60 is very significant very 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 significant marriage yeah we'll get there when you get there we'll know more the next is iron numerical value 70 the next is pay or fame numerical value 80 the next is sadi numerical value 90 the next is kuf numerical value 100 and it jumps again the next is resh numerical value 200 the next after that is shin numerical value 300 and the last is tav numerical value 400 these are the 22 alphabets you can listen to the podcast again and write down the names and you can email or you can email or text me for the ships and if you read the zohar which i mentioned to be a mystical book oh sorry this is from the this is from another book used in jewish mysticism actually this is the oldest it's called sefer yetzirah and it means the book of creation in sefer yetzirah the 22 alphabets have been grouped into three okay this is according to sefer yetzirah there are reasons why some other time i think after <laughs> i'm making a lot of promises already yeah i know but well you let me say the reason why they are called that in the passing there are three groups okay they are 
they have been divided into three there are the mother letters they are the mother letters there are three of them and they are aleph shin and mem they are called the mother letters because according to jewish mysticism they are the foundations they form the foundations they are the foundations of everything in hebrew those three and they are double letters there are seven double letters that's the next group of alphabets double they are called doubles and there are seven of them well they are called doubles because you pronounce there are two ways of pronouncing them yes you and the double letters are bet gimel dalet kaf p resh and tab and they are the elementals well there are seven double letters corresponding to the seven weeks sorry to the seven days of creation and other things some other time we'll talk about all of them and there are elementals 12 of them corresponding to the 12 months of the year to the corresponding to the 12 mazalut corresponding to yeah any other thing you know you can think of being 12 yes the 12 tribes of israel very good the 12 tribes of israel to the 12 gemstones on the high priestess on the high priestess sorry on the breastplate of the high priest don't mind my english i have been hanging out with a lot of Premper college boys <laughs> that is probably the reason why yeah so there are 12 elementals and they are he vav zayin chet tet yud lamed nun samach Ayin, Sadi, and Kuf. Those are the twelve elementals. So how do you? How are you? How is one able to decode the mystery or unravel a mystery concerning an alphabet? Well, I know of four. Okay, but in other circles, there are other ways. There are probably more than four ways. Of unraveling the mystery of an alphabet. So, from my own personal studies, the four means by which you can unravel the mystery or the secrets of an alphabet is one to know its shape or the pictogram, the original pictogram. Example: Aleph is the is a picture of an ox, and it means a leader or a champion. Bet is a house gimel is a camel dalet is a door he is a picture of a man with his hands up in praise vav is a nail zion is a weapon Chet is a fence tet is a snake yes it's a snake don't be shocked that's the pictogram the original pictogram and you there's a hand on and on and on and on tav you would realize is a cross and you should know the name of the letter okay all the letters are names aleph is aleph or aloof aleph means a thousand and remember aleph has a numerical value of one and it also means a thousand so 
what comes to mind a thousand days as a date as a day in the south uh, as a day in the sight of the lord so thousand is to one or thousand equals one one equals thousand that is how hebrew is when these are the things when you know your mind opens up to a lot of possibilities and bet i said is buy it a house gamel gamal is a camel dalit delit is a door hey is to behold as in he named he named or behold how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity that scripture from is it psalm 113 i'm not so sure you can correct me and you should know the numerical value as well i'll give you examples after this on why it is very important to know numerical values because that as well opens you up to a lot of possibilities and you should know the first time the letter the first time the letter appears in the torah as the root it appears as a root of a word so the first time the letter bet appears as a root of a word isn't in the first isn't in the first word in the torah bereshit but it's in bara create okay bereshit the bet there is is a preposition which means in in the okay it's not a root it's a preposition the first time the word the letter aleph appears in the torah as the root of a word is in elohim elohim is spelled aleph lamed he yud mem it forms a root and the first time the letter which other letter can i think of now tet okay the first time tet appears in the torahs the strong root of a word is in the word tov kitov uh, elohim kitov he saw that it was good kitov tov good tov tov good so tet is the letter of goodness that is why we say gam zuletova this is also for good <laughs> that is just by the way seems to be getting a little emotional <laughs> so yeah let's do a little let's do a couple of word studies so let's i talked about numerical values and let's let me open your eyes to as to why it is crucial to know numerical values of words in hebrew in your torah studies i hope you've all heard of the shema deuteronomy 6 voice the is the core of judaism i'm not, disclaimer i'm not i don't practice judaism well to some extent yes but i'm not i do not practice the judaism as the world sees judaism to be so let's proceed the shema Deuteronomy 6 4 i'll add 5 to it in hebrew it reads shema israel adonai eloheinu adonai echad they are after et Adonai, Elohecha Beho Levacha, Ubeho Nafshecha, 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. Yes, that's how King James uh, translates it. The word mayo there is a word which means all your being. Actually, it's an adverb which means very. The song playing in the background is So Will I, another good song by Hillsong Worship. I think Taya, Taya sang that one. So let's proceed. In the Shema, we, we are taught of the oneness of God. And we see, we, we are taught to love the Lord your God. To love the Lord our God. And even in Leviticus, in one portion, I've forgotten the name of the portion, we are taught... Love your neighbor as yourself. It's a part of the Shema. But it's found in another portion of scripture. Here we are taught about love. We see oneness. Adonai Echad. And we, are, we, we continue to read about love. So what is the connection between oneness and love? If you take the numerical value of the word Echad. Echad is spelled Aleph Chet Dalet. Aleph has a numerical value of 1. Chet has a numerical value of 8. Dalet has a numerical value of 4. Samenet, you get 13. The word in Hebrew for love, Ahava. Yes, it, when I started learning Hebrew, I was taught it's the most beautiful word in Hebrew. And I have grown to understand why it is the most beautiful word in Hebrew. Ahava, maybe some other time we'll talk about that. Yes, some other time I've made a lot of promises. <laughs> so the numerical value of Ahava love is it's also 13. Let's break it down. Ahava is spelled Aleph He Bet He. Aleph numerical value one, he numerical value five, bet numerical value two. Hey, numerical value 5. So 1 plus 5 plus 2 plus 5 is 13. So here we realize that Ahava love equals a hard 1. So how do you join this? And so what actually is love? In, in the word Ahava is a word have. In, a, in Aramaic, which is a sister language of Hebrew, have means to give so we are taught that love okay love is given giving to another to a point where you see the other as yourself that is where you become one with the person where you see the other as yourself when you when you are patient to another you are giving the person patience when you are being kind to another when you are showing kindness to another you are giving kindness to that person on and on and on so love in itself is given anything you show to a person is an act of giving so love is given that is how we see love to a point where you see that person as yourself another scenario where numerical values play a big importance so we read in genesis 1 about elohim as the creator 
Elohim has a numerical value, so let's break it down. Elohim is spelled Aleph. Elohim. Aleph Lamed He Yud Mem. Aleph has a numerical value of 1. Lamed has a numerical value of 30. He has a numerical value of 5. Yud has a numerical value of 10. Mem has a numerical value of 40. These combined give a, numer give a total of 86. The word for nature, okay, the word for nature in Hebrew is Hateva. Hateva is spelled Hated Bet Ayin. He has a numerical value of 1, Tet has a numerical value of 9, Bet has a numerical value of 2, Ayin has a numerical value of 70. Combining those four, you get, you get 86 as well. So Elohim equals nature. So here we are also taught, the lesson we can derive from this is, if you really, really want to understand God, even without the Bible, if you want to understand that there is a higher force, you should look at nature. Just look at nature. And that, in a sense, will lead you to a higher power. It will lead you to God. That is another lesson we can learn from this we can take from this so at this point i want us to this is just a, a teaser to what we are going to learn in the next in in the next 22 episodes at least the first word in the torah bereshit let's look at that word let's break that word into bits and pieces so we see that the letter bet is a house and the word reshit there means beginning it means beginning okay and the word bereshit let me spell it in hebrew bereshit is spelled bet resh aleph shin yud tav you can write them okay just write them in english tav Yud, Shin, Aleph, Resh, Bet. It's just a podcast. It's just audio. So you can listen and make meaning out of it. So let's break Bereshit down and bring out some secrets. When the Bet, okay, I said that the Bet is a house. And house in Hebrew is Bayit. And Bayit is spelled Bet Yud Tav. These letters are within the word Bereshit, Bet Yud Tav. When you take those three letters out, we are we 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 are left with Resh Aleph Shin, and Resh Aleph, sorry Resh Aleph Shin spells the word Rosh, and Rosh is the root word of the word Reshit, which means beginning. So we get two words out of Bereshit here. We get by its house. And we get Rosh. So, Rosh by it means head of a house. And we read in Colossians 1, I think 16 to 18, that Messiah, that Mashiach, that Christ is the head of the house. And the house here is, we read that Mashiach, that Messiah is the head of the church. And remember that our bodies are also a house. 
our houses, our bodies are houses. So we see Rosh buy it ahead of the house. And when this is just one permutation from the word Bereshit, that's how deep Hebrew is. Okay, it's a prophetic language. So if you understand these things, you are open to a lot of things beyond the physical, yes, beyond the physical. <laughs> Let me change tunes. And that is Ren Kenolis. I see the Lord. My resident pastor loves this song so much, Pastor Ima. So let's proceed. Another permutation. If the bet and the resh and the yud and the tav are taken out, we get the word, well, bet resh yud tav forms the word brit, which means covenant. Oh, I forgot to mention, yes, Hebrew in Hebrew, yes, the word Hebrew in Hebrew, in Hebrew is ivrit, spelled ayin bet resh yud tav, ivrit. And if you break those down, you you'd realize actually, Ivrit is from the root word Ever, the great great grandfather of Abraham. And Ever means to cross over. You cross over. So, Hebrews are people who have crossed over from a lower standard of life to a higher one because they are in sync with the Lord through Torah, through the Torah, through the Word of God. So, that's just by the way. And if you are to study the letters, and know what they mean at a deeper level, you see that Hebrew, Ivrit, means see the covenant. That's just by the way. So, covenant, yes, I've explained. Covenant is the word Brit. And when you take Brit out of Bereshit, we are left with the word, we are left with the letters Aleph and Shin. And Aleph and Shin forms the word fire. So, Aleph and Shin forms the word fire in Hebrew is pronounced Esh. So we get Brit Esh, a covenant of fire. And we read in Exodus, Exodus 19, 20, that the Lord descended down in fire at the sound of a shofar down to Sinai. Our covenant with him is a covenant of fire. that is a little teaser concerning hebrew yes there is more to share but i'm just trying to tease you a little <laughs> to stay tuned for more in the subsequent episodes i hope you've learned something new that is the actual aim of this podcast to share knowledge and to teach others what the little i know yes the little i know to me i've learned just 0.5% of Hebrew last year was 0.0% I 0.05% I've added 10% to it I've increased to 0.5% hopefully next year I'll add another 10% to get to 5% <laughs> so I hope you have learned something new so in the next episode we are going to talk about Aleph and I hope to do a lot within a, within the short space of say 45 minutes yes because i have a lot to say concerning aleph 
on all levels you know from all angles messianic mystical orthodox hasidic from all angles and i hope to be able to do that within a short space of time and i hope you've learned something new as i said so today's advice is well to be very open-minded if you want to learn something based on what i have experienced in life you have to throw away the little you know momentarily and listen to what others have to say once you are done listening you can compare what you know you can you can compare what you know with what the person just said if it's right you take it if it's wrong well that's up to you that's how i learn momentarily forgetting what i know (laughs) and listening to others to know what they are trying to say that is how you learn and that is how you connect with others so at this juncture i'd like to bring this podcast to a close yes and a song playing at the background is what a beautiful name it won a grammy in 2018 and it's by my crush brooke yes she was there at the grammys to receive the award i hope to catch you guys later in subsequent episodes chill okay chill 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 and enjoy life and remember to study torah shalom